This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Did you ever watch the Twilight Zone? God, remember the Twilight Zone with Burgess Meredith? Remember, he, he, he loved to read, and there was a nuclear war, and he had no friends anyway, and he was oh, down on yeah, basic glasses. What about the mannequins that got two weeks off and turned into humans, and they were allowed to go out and shop for two weeks on their own, and then this one came back, and it was over two weeks, and the other mannequins went, come over here for a minute, and turned into plastic. You, you want to see something really scary? Welcome, everybody, to Zoning Out. I'm Christopher Feinstein. John Sachs. Pink Bonacci. I'm John Cena! And it's Judd. We're here today to discuss The Twilight Zone, Season 2, Episode 8, The Lateness of the Hour, with an air date of December 2nd, 1960. The daughter of an inventor objects to their perfect home when they are waited on by mechanical servants. That's interesting that they ruined the twist right in the description of the episode. <laughs> that's got to be like a... That has to be in later. They put in that. You yeah. know, that's not in the TV guy. I mean, that's like the be. second act reveal. That's kind of bullshit. They shouldn't yeah. have did that. Yeah, no. they can't. Because that was shocking to me. That was like the highlight of the episode before I fell asleep. With that in mind... Zero. <laughs> here's what happened. We all come on like before. Everybody's eating uh, before we, we start recording these episodes. And everybody except me apparently but each successive person i spoke to said the same thing it's like oh hey frank what's going on i uh, hope you hope you have a lot of stuff written about this because i fell asleep during the end the next person comes on and says the exact same thing apparently all three of you <laughs> fell asleep while watching this one yep, i can tell you the last thing i remember <laughs> 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 was when he tosses that poor woman down the stairs and yes. she's unaffected. <laughs> yes. That's when it goes to black. I, I was dozing at that point. Then my daughter screamed something and, and it jarred me awake. And then when she she threw the glass on the floor mm. and then I was it. Lights out. Yeah, I made it like two minutes after the robot got thrown down the steps. And, <laughs> and Serling appeared and referred to them as robots, which robots, I love. Yeah. <laughs> the residence of Dr. William Moran, which is in reality a menagerie for machines. We're about to discover that sometimes the product of man's talent and genius can walk amongst us untouched by the normal ravages of time. These are Dr. Lorenz robots, built to functional as well as artistic perfection. But in a moment, Dr. William Lorenz, wife and daughter, will discover that perfection is relative. 
that even robots have to be paid for. And very shortly will be shown exactly what is the bill. <laughs> I, dude, I love it. Dude, that's my favorite thing on the face of the earth. You know, but I, that's, like that's why I say robot. I remember having a deep ish thought and I was like, God damn the foresight on this guy to know that like eventually we're going to get here where fucking AI and robots and just shit is just all done for us. Automated for us. Yep. And we have to do nothing. And maybe it's not going to be great for everyone. And then I fell asleep after that thought. <laughs> I brought this up a couple episodes how Twilight Zone is kind of like the amalgamation of post-war America like grappling with the horrors of war and the ultra modernization that was happening pretty rapidly in the 50s and it's this one really deals with the latter very like explicitly this can't end well <laughs> this cannot end well like this amount of comfort and having machines do everything for you and like finally a tentative agreement had been reached today as of today because there's been a writer strike uh the wga writer strike they finally hit an agreement today and which has been going on specifically about it's like what if we let machines just write these pieces of shit for us and that was like mm -hmm. pretty much one of the like the top of the list of the things and it's like that's where we are now very fascinating i i really enjoyed this episode apparently i was the only one well the opening really caught me off guard because you just hear moaning i thought i left a porn tab open or something i was like what <laughs> the fuck is that That's it was the show which is amazing because it's getting so annoying and finally when the the daughter says like that is really annoying <laughs> it's just yeah. like right that is insane what's going on there oh, oh my god i'm coming yes 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 yes, yes, yes. imagine how how fucking annoyed listen i love that but if i'm sitting there <laughs> And she's got a back <laughs> massager on. I'm trying to play my Xbox. And she's just going. I would be a little annoyed by that. Yeah. And they're sitting in a parlor, which is a fancy. It's a fancy room that people had. Like it's like a living room, except without a TV. I don't understand what parlors are for. <laughs> Let's just let's all retire to the parlor. What do we do? We're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> we can do this anywhere. We just so exist here now. The the mother's getting like fisted by a robot. <laughs> That's how the episode starts. They're, they're people. They're in a, a very luxurious <laughs> mansion, and the daughter's had it. The daughter is just <laughs> she's getting around. fisted by a robot. She's getting fucking <laughs> full on fisted, European style fisted, closed fisted, <laughs> and. The father's just completely dis disassociating and just reading, just pretending, just trying to block out the horrors that are going across the on the cross in the parlor. And the daughter's just had it with this shit. It's just like, haven't you had enough of that, mother? Why, Jaina, dear, you know it helps my appetite. Why don't we eat a little bit earlier tonight? Why don't we go out to a restaurant? A restaurant? Why, Jaina, my dear, why in the world would we go out to eat in a restaurant? So they live in this estate, and the father's an inventor. All of his servants are robots. Robots. And uh, the daughter is just kind of sick of this idle lifestyle they all are enjoying. It's just they're just stuck in. It's like it's it's she's stifled because all they do is sit around and just let robots hand on, like wait like work on them hand and foot. Work should work on them is really the oh work on them. Oh. <laughs> she was working. Oh, she was working all right. Oh! Fistbot 9000 here to serve you, madam. <laughs> and they're very, they're humanoid robots. Robots. It makes them cyborgs, I believe. Right? Is that a cyborg? Mm, oh, so what's a 
an android. Android. Yeah, they're more androidish, but they call them robots. Then it's funny well, it's that a cyborg. A cyborg is part robot, part man. All dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, only when Van Dam was one. <laughs> so. <laughs> I love the attempt. You gave it a full two seconds, and I really appreciate it. Well, (laughs) I'm not happy with it, but I accept the jury's rendering on that one. Cut that part out. Cut that part out. (laughs) She's like, I'm leaving. I got to get out of here. It's like living with ghosts. Oh, no, my dear, not ghosts. Ghosts are those who have died after living. But these people had no life until I gave it to them. In her midst of her tizzy, she pushes one down the stairs and it's very stiff. She does that. And it kind of just looks at her kind of annoyed. She's like, hey. Kind of like smirks about it, too. Yeah, it's like a dick. It's like, hey, all right. Uh, They're kind of dickish, these robots. They are. They're not very nice robots. I may say so, Miss Jaina. You sound jealous. Miss Jaina, you must have respect for your parents. I agree. You must show respect. Stop it! It's weird that ro- like they say robots. Imagine like robots had evolved like the way like it's just like this game sucks. There's all butts in it. <laughs> oh, butts. <laughs> there, that was a little better. Hey, let's talk. I like that. One. Yeah, I appreciate that. Butts. Van Dam played. <laughs> Be more funny. <laughs> so he's like, listen, in order to save his relationship with his daughter, he's like, I'm going to disassemble them all. And they're like begging for their lives. You are all of you to go downstairs and wait for me. But I've been an excellent butler, sir. You know I have. I think you'll agree with me. I came very well recommended, sir. There is no more efficient maid in the entire country. I can fix anything that has to be fixed. And and I've know my recommendation. No disassemble. No (laughs) disassemble. Now, I I just feel like they... I don't know. I know I fell asleep, so I don't know how it ends. But (laughs) She's going to leave, and the father just begs her to stay and in the midst of this she re- she's like why are there no young child pictures of me why aren't any of my pictures in the photo albums there are no pictures of me here at all there are many pictures of you why why see here's a picture of you at easter and why there are pictures of you decorating the christmas tree not as a little girl mother there are no pictures of me as a little girl pictures of you and father and the robots Always pictures of the robots 10 years ago, 20 years ago, but no pictures of me. Why? Why didn't like no uh, picture of me as a child? Uh, oh, nobody cool. knew this. Oh. Juicy. She's become <laughs> sentient. She's no, they made her because they could never had a daughter. So they made her their daughter. Oh, please tell me what I am. It doesn't make any difference. It doesn't make any difference at all, Jaina. We, we were childless. We had nothing of our flesh to leave behind. No, nothing of our hearts, nothing of our love. So you, you see, we got you. And then and she realizes she's just like the machine, like the other machine. She's just not real God and everything. Shit. And then she freaks out and the mom's like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? He's like, let's make another. No, he's just like, William, you wouldn't. I couldn't do anything like that. I couldn't stand not having her here anymore. I just couldn't stand that. Cut to the mom. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, and it's her daughter massaging her. Oh my God, I'm coming. Yes, 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 yes. 
as she's been uh, reprogrammed as a maid. The worst. Are you kidding? Yeah. That's Are the you end. That's serious? The end. That's that's uh, wow. And this is what you call the worst. No, it's great. Come on, that's a good ending. Yes, 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 yes. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is notable, this episode, because it's the first of a few that were shot on video. You can tell. Yeah, notice that. Yeah, it's, it, uh, it's a little fuzzy sometimes. It's, well, yeah. it's shot on 30. It's instead of 24 frames a second film, it's shot on 30 frames, like just shit 1960 video, which. Yeah. And then converted to like 16 millimeters yes. so they can play it on television. Yeah. So it's just extra shit. Yeah, it's mm. really weird. I honestly like that. It has a very dreamy quality to it. It feels very surreal. That's like why I like old uh, shot on video horror films because they just feel odd, odd. It shouldn't be the norm. This was an experiment to like save money, but it in the over the course of eight or so episodes that they did this, it only served them, saved them like a few bucks. It wasn't even worth it. Everybody hated it. Sterling fought it, like, but it was just like, listen, it's we need to save money somehow. Right. They don't like the the network wasn't very like happy with the show. So they're just like so they just threw this on them. And this is a prime time show. So the shot in video like this was just like a daytime show thing, which is like most soap operas or like, you know, midday like uh, plays were like done that way. It was kind of embarrassing to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's kind of I think for this episode, it works because it's a weird. Here's a weird thing about it. It's about progress and it's about making things easier, which video was. But it's also not quite as good. Interesting. An extra layer there. Not intentionally, but I like it the way it is. I like this episode a lot. I wouldn't call it a 10 or anything, but I really enjoy this episode. And it's very haunting that last shot when you see her just like just lifeless eyes, just giving her mom a fist and. <laughs> hmm. yeah. who, who wrote this one this was a sterling run that's a good twist it's too bad i, I missed all this yeah it's really cool it's it's a neat episode and this is why I like twilight zone great because it's timeless even though it's like the dressings are different or kind of alien to us because like people don't have parlors i've never met anybody with a parlor and if anybody yeah. asked me to retire a parlor i'd leave immediately so it's like let's retire to the parlor no no i mean there's you. <laughs> is there an xbox in there PlayStation four you got a switch it doesn't even be in the dock i can't uh what do you want me to talk <laughs> what are we supposed to do look at each other like assholes i don't watch mama get fist fucked again i can't deal with it anymore <laughs> Some weird shit going on <laughs> She's making my sister do it. I can't have this shit. <laughs> Reminds me a lot of AI for obvious reasons. The movie? Yeah, which I like a lot more than most people. Did I pick that? You did. I did pick that. Hello, folks. If you want to know what I'm talking about in terms of picking stuff, why don't you check out our other shows, Draft Class, hosted by John Starks. Hi, folks. And while you're out looking for other podcasts, why don't you check out Scalia? That's my podcast where I interview horror people. That's something for you to listen to. Why don't you listen to it? Thank you. I, I, I stand by that one. I, I like that a lot more than most people do. Listen, do a pick. 
You got to convince me. In terms of actors, eh, I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> yeah, but there's really nothing like aside from the shot on video thing. That was kind of the only kind of like little history or trivia kind of thing that took place during this episode. That and Serling just his opening uh, narration coming in like like a quarter of the way through the episode. Yeah, robots. Uh, his teeth do not look good in video. I mean, they don't uh, look good on under most, uh, but they look medium. very stark. Yeah. yeah, they're coming out soon. Any day yeah. now. Any day he's losing those teeth. Looks like like illustrations of like Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> it's the black speech. <laughs> I have a token. I was bidden to show the robots. Oh, the mouth of Mordor always freaked me out. Just a big mouth in the middle of a freaking chainmail. Awesome. Big smile he has. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this. It's funny that this put every single person to sleep, except me, this episode. I passed right out, almost immediately. So this was the four episodes that, for me, are very strong. So what did we have in the last four? We had... Howling, Eye of the Beholder. Howling Man, which is, I love. Eye of the Beholder, Nick of Time. Nick of Time. And, this, and these are all notable episodes for me. These are episodes I've watched a bunch and like have a fondness for. This is like the best stretch I've had in this show for me. Like where it's like, oh man, I like this one. Like this was definitely the weakest of the bunch. I think if this was shot on film, I wouldn't like it as much. The fact that it's like odd to look at on top of like the kind of, you know, it's kind of, it's just, a, you know, it's just, it's just two people, it's people arguing in a, a parlor. The fact that it's shot like a weird soap opera kind of added to it for me. And how many episodes did they do with, as you said, eight? Six or eight. So the next six or eight? Or is no, it, I don't think it's consecutive. Around? I think it's, I don't know if it's consecutive. So I don't like that. That's something I don't care for. Oh, there's a dog in my room. So after, out of these last four, what was your favorite? Out of the last four that I had to be older. Oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I had to be older is really great. Yeah. Big Howling Man. The Howling Man's really good. Howling Man's a lot of fun. Woo! I dressed myself in cashmere! I just had a lot of fun talking about that. <laughs> That is like, I, I guess I don't usually like to say how much I laugh during listening to our episodes, but watching and listening to the how howling man literally had me almost crash my car last. That <laughs> was funny. A very funny. Like last week's. Like it this will week. be the one the de facto one I show people, I think. Mm. Well, last week's might be even funnier. Like as of, you know, we don't know yet, but as of recording, it was pretty damn funny. Yeah. Let's give a, a shout out to Docs and Roses. Who is apparently laughing? What did they write on Twitter? It was uh, Instagram. Instagram. And that they were driving in their car listening to the Stop of Willoughby episode and dying laughing at, I think we were just talking about how many times we pooped our pants in, the, in that episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you, Docs and Roses. Of, some of the classiest stuff. Uh, yeah, it's not our best. It wasn't probably our shiningest, uh, best hour. We'll take it. So if everybody had watched the episode, would, would they have thought of it? <laughs> From what I've seen, I could care less about, to be honest with you. I thought it was run-of-the-mill schlock. <laughs> Didn't do it for me either, although the ending does sound cool. Robots, I get it. Ah, we've seen robots already so many times doing the same thing. It's better than the Casey episode, which I still think is yeah, Casey, Casey is still the worst was... episode of the series <laughs> so far. I'd say so. Yeah, probably. No, no the one. The one where the old guy shows up and he just keeps trying to make her realize that he's the one who did it. That one was oh, so nightmare as a child. Yeah. Yes. That one is that one's the worst for me. That one was pretty dumb. Yeah. It, yeah, at least it was Casey so stupid. Warden. Yes, yes, of course. You have if it's Jack not Jack Warden, it rhymes with cock. Right. But come on, he just refuses to give up until this woman knows it was him. That's the whole basis of that. Uh? Time. It's so stupid. Uh? You remember? 
Do you remember? <laughs> no, what if I come I'll in? S- I'll see I want to ask you some year. quick questions about your memory of your mother's death. <laughs> well, I got to be off then. Maybe I'll be back later. What a bizarre, convoluted play. We, we keep going back to that. Okay, yeah, I think that is the stupidest episode. Yeah, pretty dumb. Yeah. So far, our fate, like, we're treading water here because I just want to get it to 30. But so, because <laughs> it's not much to talk about. There is can... about, but uh, so what would you put so far? You might as well do this. Like, just thinking about it. Like, we'll put up, maybe put a list in front of you. What's your top three of the ones we've watched so far? I got two. Uh, yeah. In general. Oh, in lonely? general? So that we've World, watched. The Lonely, World of Difference, Eye the Beholder. Those are my top three. Wow, okay. Mine are definitely World Enough at Last, Perchance to Dream, and... Hmm. Time Enough at Last, you mean? Yeah, yeah, you, you said World you said Enough A World last. Enough at Last. The kind. A World of Difference. <laughs> a World Enough, world enough at a Chance. Uh, and shit. I guess I'd be beholden or nick of time. It's tough. I got an interesting list. I think you said top three. Top three. Okay. Three, one for the angels. I like the one for the angels. Is that the second yeah. episode ever? Yep. With Mayor Vaughn. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Really like that one. Uh, and Edwin! I was so I was pumped about that one. That's when you were just giving out nines like Oprah. Yeah, yeah that's when I was fucking making it rain nines in this bitch. <laughs> hmm. I was busting out nines like crazy. I think not too perchance to dream. Which perchance to dream is amazing. It's another one where like it's almost like last week's where it's like, was it supernatural? The guy just have a fucking couldn't <laughs> get hard and then dropped dead. <laughs> yeah. The guy with erectile dysfunction just had a heart attack. <laughs> took a heart attack in my office. Maybe Howling Man. I don't know. I oh, really like man. I really like that episode a lot. World of and Difference. Maybe... We loved World of Difference. World of Difference is great. I just don't remember it really right now. Why don't I remember? Oh, is that with the 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 executive? The actor. Yeah, he's an he's a, he's an actor and his. Ah, uh, that's a fucking that's good fucks. one too. Yeah, uh, sorry, one for the angels. That's that's actually up there. Yeah, that that's still the bar for me. I think overall quality. World of Difference is really good. Like there might be some story elements I relate to more, or I climb out more. But holy shit, dude, dude. Matheson's fucking good, man. Like that's my biggest revelation since we've started this show. It's like because I always knew Matheson. I I mean, yeah, I'd seen Duel. I've seen a couple things here and there, but I never really. And I of course I watched this show, but I it really made me focus on him. It's like holy shit, this guy might be my favorite writer of all time he's so amazing and so full of ideas i gotta watch uh duel duel's amazing spielberg's first movie dude and it feels Great. like a jaws light and he's like 24 when he makes that <sighs> prick and he shot it in like 11 Take days time. something like that like which was like the standard tv movie production it's like 11 days mm-hmm. and it was just like it was just they were pumping those out like it was a movie of the week that's the thing that's insane it was a movie of the week and they were pumping those out weekly <laughs> and like all the all three networks were pumping those kind of movies out so it was just like there's tons of them. there's literally thousands of them from that time this movie is so good and stands head and shoulder and they're using most of the same crews richard matheson had penned a bunch of them and a lot of them are notable the ones he's penned but this kid this fucking kid. And these are all like industry vets. The guys are usually directing these things. They're just, you know, they're just journeyman directors. He's fucking guy. This kid comes out. He makes a TV movie that's so good that they actually say, go shoot more shit so we could release it in theaters. That's how good this is. It's mm-hmm. like, and it's shot. It's shot. It's like the way it's shot is like heads and cho- like head and shoulders above most movies from that era. Because they had a very, they, they have a very, there's a house style. 
of right. TV movies back then. Like you could see, it's like, okay, this kid's got a fucking eye. Like, yeah. and that's Richard Matheson again. So like my biggest takeaway from this whole experience so far is like, I get really pumped when I know I see Matheson's names on it or I'm learning. It's like nick of time. I watch that episode and I'm like, oh, wow. It's like, this is one of my favorite episodes. And it's like, I didn't, I never looked at like who wrote it. I just right. assumed Sterling wrote sure. it. And it's like, oh, wow. It's like, okay, this guy's got my fucking number then. Yeah. <laughs> Another good Richard Matheson thing since we're here is a TV movie, a couple TV movies with Darren McGavin, the dad from uh, Christmas Story, uh, Kolchak, the Night Stalker. If you've never seen that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, that's fantastic. That's another Matheson. I haven't written. seen that in a long time. It's really fucking good. It's the show. They always say it's like it was the show that inspired the X-Files. Right. Which I mm. wouldn't put that dubious distinction on such a good show, a fine show. I hate the X-Files. Wait, I was going to say, isn't the X-Files like a well-respected show? Go fuck Frank that. Hates. That show could go fuck itself. I hate it so much. I, I've never because hated it. Because of the ending, right? It's, it's when I, it's the show that made me go, listen. Throughout my teens, 1993, that show starts. I'm fucking, it started alongside, you know how I started watching it? Because it aired alongside the adventures of Briscoe County Jr., which was Bruce Campbell's show that I, I started taping. This is how, this is how, what a nerd I was. I would, I would tape. It was on Friday nights it started on. It was Briscoe County Jr., and I would tape it every night, the show, because it, it started Bruce Campbell, and I'm a big Evil Dead nerd, as we've established on these shows. And I said, oh, there's this show that's premiering alongside it, The X-Files. So I started watching it. Briscoe County does one season, as, as largely forgotten except for nerds like me. X-Files flourishes. It becomes holy shit it's like blowing your mind every now and again uh, you, and there's this big long form mystery and you're all along for the ride and it's the first time i think i i know i was and i actually will actually here's the thing i don't hate x-files i thank the x-files because it taught me early that all these things these mystery boxes these things where it's predicated on a mystery are always just a load of shit at the end that they were just stringing you along that's why people and it's like when I watched the pilot of Lost, they said, I said, I'm getting real X-Files vibes off of this pilot. And I never watched an episode again. Like all those shows, anything that starts with like, what's in there's a there's a hatch. What's the hatch lead to? A map. That's that bullshit writing that I tune right out of. Like I I I I, I smell it a mile away. I'm like, don't fucking waste my time, man. It's like from night to are you kidding? From 13 to fucking from 13 to like what is it, 21? That was my fucking prime years. And this was a thing I was obsessed with. And they wasted my fucking time. I like I realized and I, I wouldn't believe it till the finale. I was like, wait. You're not gonna do this to me. Wait, no. No. They've wasted Oh. It's just like it was like the old Warner Brothers cartoons, but it's just like like they hold up a sign like Wiley Coyote or Daffy Duck holds a sign and says sucker. And it just felt like that. And that was it. I, I hate. I hate everything S- to this day. Like that show made me wary of bullshit writing. So I always will appreciate the X Files for that because I've listened. I gave up my early years, my young years, but they never got me again. I didn't have to deal with that lost bullshit. I didn't have to deal with uh, a lot of like uh, what's it called Game of Thrones bullshit. I didn't have to deal with a lot of that shit because I saw the writing. Like it, it kept me away from long form mystery storytelling. Fringe. I never got into that. Uh, fucking Battlestar. Everybody, I remember everybody telling me, dude, Battlestar, you gotta watch Battlestar. Same people four seasons later. Dude, that's the worst show ever. So you're saying that, so why would you try to 
you don't know. You're trying to drag me into your misery with you. I'm not going into your misery with this shit. <laughs> Come at me. That's why it's like a Breaking Bad. It's just like, okay, Breaking Bad. It's six seasons, not predicated on mystery. It's about building. From It's building going forward. It's not like, oh, we're hiding shit in the past. There's a mystery about this. And once you start doing that, I, I check right out. That's yeah. what they started doing with Doctor Who. I'm like, I'm gone. And they started doing like, oh, what's the Doctor's secret about his origin? It's like, I'm out. I don't want to know about his origin. It's like, we, what are you doing? You're wasting my time. You got nothing. Ack, sons of bitches. So I stay, I, I jump right away from that because of X-Files. But Kolchak the Night Stalker is a wonderful show. And now, Mr. Serling. An attractive and rather imposing room lived in by a man named Templeton. And like most rooms, suggestive really of only a part of the man, the outside part. Our story next week takes off from here. Mr. Brian Ahern lends us his considerable talents in a script by E. Jack Newman called The Trouble with Templeton. It can best be described as poignant, provocative, and a highly diverting trip into the Twilight Zone.